too bad we're not doing this over beer. <clears throat> You'll cut all that, the alcohol part out, right? Maybe. Okay. Hey, so uh, Carl Monger here with Gallant Few, the real revolutionary veteran network. And I've got uh, the two leaders that are driving the organization right now as it exists, Bryce Mahoney, the Darby Project, who is also assuming an operations director role to help us move into the current millennium because they think I'm old and we're still, they don't let me ride on parchment anymore. <laughs> and Nick Kumalatsos, the director of the Raider Project. And the, the three of us have kind of been the core for a long time. We've got, we've got other programs that have come on board, but the predominant, the majority of the work that we do is done by the programs that are represented here with us three. And a huge part of what we have started doing the last I'd say two years, but it's really crystallized over the last six months, is the therapeutic type of uh, retreat where we take veterans outside and, and put them in an environment that is away from some of the distractions that they have back home, whether it's a cell phone or alcohol or a relationship, and we get them out with their brothers. In this case, the retreats we're talking about are men and, and they get to challenge each other, motivate each other, encourage each other. And, and uh, I, I, told, I told you yesterday uh, about a little epiphany that I had where we were doing indoor rock climbing a couple of months ago. And there's a kid that's up at the top. I, I call him a kid. He's probably 30. And everybody is cheering him on. And, and it struck me that this guy hasn't been cheered on since maybe when he graduated from high school or or basic right but he maybe. just yeah. he yeah. yeah maybe but but he's certainly gone after the military in his professional career without having a group of people that are cheering calling his name saying you kick ass you know that's just that's incredibly motivating and and I'm looking at some of the other people around there, and I'm thinking, when was the last time they cheered somebody on outside of an environment like this? So I may be getting a little off the topic you want me to start on, but but to me, what we do is, whether it's doing the therapeutic uh, therapy outside rock climbing or, or rock marching or whatever else it is, or we're in one-on-one -on -one conversations with veterans about very difficult things, we are cheering them on. In, in virtually everything that we do. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that that cheering on aspect. I mean, look at the look at the society and culture today. What are people getting cheered on for nowadays? Most of the time, it's for doing not smart things. Um, you know, the the challenges that are popping up. People are cheering people on for those things. And where's the positive reinforcement? You know, where is the positivity for our communities and for for the youth seeing us doing good things? versus the we got Tide, Pod, <laughs> Tide Pod challenges and other things like that. You know, this is, uh, this is an opportunity to, to promote positivity and uh, community growth over other things. It's a, it's a law of attraction thing. You know, if you put out, put out the negativity, that's what you're going you're gonna to draw in. But these guys have been in negative environments for, and sometimes self-imposed negative environments, right? So then they finally, if we can drag them out of that negative environment and put them into a climbing gym or putting, in, putting them into a trip with some live rock around guys that they might not know, but 
are strangely familiar because we're all very similar when it comes, you know, when it come, you come from the military, the jokes that you tell, the, you know, and, and that's what that positivity will breed more positivity. And like yeah. you said, it's the first time somebody's been cheered on in years, you know, and, and most of you guys are like, I'm not, I'm no cheerleader. I don't need, you know, I don't need that kind of thing. But when the first, if you've never had it and you get it, you're like, oh yeah, it kind of feels feel, pretty damn good. feels pretty damn good. Somebody tell me a good job or go for it or like, you know, whatever. Um, and on these trips, it's one of the things that, I, you know, I always love hearing is like, man, I've been alone for five years and then I feel like I'm right back. I don't know any of these guys, but I feel like within 15 minutes, I'm right back with the boys. Yeah. You know? And I mean, climbing itself, you, we, you don't, unless you're Alex Honnold, you don't climb alone. Well, that guy's like, just a and he's, freaking weirdo. Yeah. He didn't climb alone. He had like a dozen cameramen already. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, right. I mean... <laughs> You know, climbing's a great sport like that, and you know, I, I can't ex- you know talk for why you guys got into climbing, but me personally, it was one of the most gra- one of the most intense activities that took me away from everything else. You know, it made me focus specifically what was in front of me and what was. Oh, you me. forget about everything yeah. that's going on yeah. in your life. Yeah. Absolutely, I mean, surfing does it for me as well, but climbing, I think, is a pinnacle because you're literally thinking about you're hanging your on. life, <laughs> yeah. and that's and, it. <laughs> And you, you mentioned Honnold a minute ago, and, and he was talking about, aren't you, or somebody was interviewing him, they said, aren't you scared when you're up on the wall? And he said, no, if you're scared, something's gone very, very wrong. It should be a moment of absolute peace mm, yeah. and, and calmness. And now that I've been climbing for about four years, and really over the last year and a half, I've really upped my game in mm. terms of climbing, oddly enough, after I started using some of the burst principles to say, what do I need to do to, instead of why can't I climb that wall? But when we were at the gym last night, and it just struck me right now as we're talking about this, but I was doing some lead climbing routes that I had never attempted before. The difficulty, I I climbed a 10C last night, and and I had never sent a 10C lead climb route. And it wasn't an easy, it wasn't a gimme 10C. And to make it a little more difficult, we were sport climbing it. So I had to set my own quick draws. It wasn't that they were already there. So mm. I went up. And I was in that, my mind was perfectly calm moment. It, and, and that's really the first time that I had experienced that. But super valuable. And, and that enabled, that bumped up my confidence level, which enabled me to go for another harder route. Yeah. And I think it goes back to something that you said, Nick, about just positivity and you know, I thought the same way about jujitsu. When I would travel, I would find jujitsu gyms to go to. And what I found was those people had the same likes, the same interests, the same everything that I had. And it made my connection to that community even stronger because right. they told me where to eat. They told me where to go. Like, and it was 99% of the time they were absolutely right. And like, you just really don't get that from anything else. I mean, I'm sure sports of other things provide Are that for similar. their, yeah. yeah. And you know, that, that, that kind of goes into find what you love, you find something that's positive that other people do and find how you can do it on a regular recurring basis, right where you live. Well, it that, needs to be something that gets you out of your house. Yeah. Cause yeah. you can find stuff that you love that you never leave the house, but, but you need to get out. You need to be in a position where you can experience nature, get your blood up, get, get your sweat going in order for you to start moving down that path. Well, it's a, I think it's not to get too hippie, but it's, I think it's a frequency and um, just a hormonal response of being outdoors. And that's the reason why we start, we really started getting into the outdoor program. It started really with the, uh, for us, uh, you guys have been climbing for a long time, but for us, it really started with the 
the ranch and the retreat and getting outdoors and watching that vitamin D and just being away from technology and being connected with a community really I just watched like over hours people started like the weight started to come off of them and which led us to climbing and then you know now we're going to branch out to do even more but even like if you take guys on a camping trip which we do climbing because we go we go camping when we climb we, we stay out in tents or wherever um or some of us stay in our rv uh, <laughs> but um I've, I watched the weight come off their shoulders when they're, you know, outside their living room off the couch and they're in the, you know, they're getting vitamin D, they're getting that positive reinforcement, that dopamine starting to kick in. They're around guys that are all familiar to them, even though they don't know them. And then you have that hormonal response, that positive hormonal response. It's like, wow, yeah, life is pretty good. It's like, it's like being in a dark room and then somebody brings you outside for the first time. One of the questions that we ask in our star survey is, um, I worship often and most of the veterans score that low right one is not a lot tens of tens a bunch and they'll score it three four I've had some ones recently and that enables me to have the conversation that says and this goes back to uh, a, a Hindu guy that was executive director of an organization I respected what he did I didn't know him from Adam I picked up the phone, called his office, made an appointment. I just went and sat down with him. And this was probably 20 years ago that I did this. And as soon as I sat down, he said in that kind of Indian accent that I can't possibly replicate, Mr. Carl, when's the last time you worshipped? The first thing he said before anything else. And I went, gosh, I'm looking at the ceiling. Last Sunday I was playing golf, and this see the Sunday before that. And he said, I didn't ask you the last time you went to church. I asked you the last time you worshipped. And he said, worship is, it should be every second of every day of every year. And it's, it's being connected to others. It's, being, it's looking at the little flowers that are outside the window here and going, oh, my God. It, last week it was freezing and now there's flowers out there. How, how is that possible, right? Yeah. It's not, I mean, I don't want to get too weird about it. But when you put your mind in that frame and when, when you're out at a red rock or uh, a, a climbing wall in West Virginia and you look at that granite, and it just, it like opens up your mind. It connects you to the earth. And that is a form of worship. And that's what you're talking about. Because that you can't remain closed in your mind and be in that kind of an environment. Right. Yeah, I mean, and that, that rolls straight into one of the keystones of Burris, which is one of our, you know, pinnacle programs that we have. And what do we, what do we discuss in Burris? Where do you need to be for Burris to be effective? It's in that positive emotional state. And so where, you just said it, Nick, like where are these guys getting to when they get to those outdoor programs? They're getting into that positive emotional state. And that is perfect opportunity for us to bring that, bring that into the conversation. To, and what I feel personally, that they're going to be the most receptive to hear it at that point too. I agree. Yeah. So Carl, I have a question. So you, we, take a guy, we take a guy climbing, they have that positive emotional response so they take the star survey before they go, scores low on it, scores high on it at the end. What does somebody do when they go back to normal life on Monday? So they've had this awesome experience. Yeah. They go back to Monday. How do we, yeah. how do you, how does it, and, and I'm going to put it on the individual. How does that individual reproduce that? Well, there's, there's a couple of things. And, and the two of them go right back to talks that I've heard you give, right? So the first one is own your shit. Yeah. And the second one is do do the work, yeah. right? So what what I see in the veterans that I work with 
and I have been guilty of this in my life. Matter of fact, I'm guilty of it right now because I still haven't done one of the things that I've set as an objective for myself, and that's go back to school and start studying psychology, right? So every day that I don't pick up the phone and call that school and say, tell me about your programs, what do you have for somebody like me? Every day that goes by is a day closer to me ending my life and not having a degree in psychology, right? So I'm not being intentional about that happening. Nobody's going to knock on my door and say, hey, I'm here. I'm the dean of psychology at the no. university. I'm here to start no educating one, you. No one's going to help right? you out. That's right. not going to happen. Right. So, so when that veteran goes through an experience and they, and they go back to home, they go back into a lot of the things that have drugged them down before. Right. And they have to recognize it. They have to own what their part is in that. And they have to try and figure out how to change their mindset. The Burris fundamentals are critical for that because most of us, uh, and, and it's not just veterans, it's people in general, if, if they don't direct their minds in a certain way, their minds are going to go negative. It's just human nature that it happens. And a simple example of that is if somebody's trying to change their diet and eat better, and then they break down and they eat some crappy fat, whatever. Guilty. Typically, their internal self-talk goes after the next day when they feel crappy or whatever, they say, why did I do that? Why wasn't I strong enough not to eat that? And all those why questions, you can only answer with because. And because is an excuse and a reason to continue the behavior, right? Well, you have to eat that because you were abused when you were a kid and that makes you feel better when you eat. And so you've earned the right to feel better. So you don't or realize the, that your mind... soccer practice ran late and have time. So like I'm a dad, blah, it's all, I'm yeah. a mom. Well, it's, know, all, it's all, it's yeah. all excuses and reasons right. that make it okay. And, right. and those go from something relatively as simple as that to something as uh, significant as, as uh, taking the next drink yeah. or snapping at your spouse or, I mean, things, why did I, why did I have that argument with my spouse? I didn't want to have that argument. Well, it's because the example that your parents gave you when you were a kid, so it shows you that it's okay to argue. I mean, it, so you can rationalize that all day long and you don't even realize that you're doing it, but your brain is making it okay for you to continue. I can't go climbing this week because I don't have the opportunity or I don't have anybody to go with or I don't have the equipment or I don't know where to go. Or, so I'm just gonna sit on my couch and yeah. feel sorry for myself. Yeah, and so what, what you've yeah. gotta do is you have to change that mindset. You have to change the internal questions to what do I need to do to, how can I, right. what actions do I need to take to, if they're positive questions that you have to answer with a real answer, then that can give you some potential solutions for you to implement. Then you have to have the strength, you have to do the work, Right. you have to actually go do it, you have to try it, right? And when, in some ways I really hate the birth program <laughs> because when I it ask my disclaimer, you have to when I say when I yeah when I say what do I need to do to get my degree in psychology, my brain goes. It gives me a list of a hundred thing things to, like, do. You know how to do, it, and yeah. now I'm like, oh crap! Now I have all these things I have to do. So, I mean, it's still it's still human nature, but but the other way is why but don't I have a degree? Honest. If I say why can't I get my degree in psychology? Well, it's because you lead a nonprofit that's dynamic and doing all this work, and you don't have a lot of time, and your wife travels a lot, and it's probably expensive. So it's, I get, I can very easily slip into these reasons why I shouldn't try and start taking classes to get my degree in psychology. Yeah, and I mean, and it's that's that's such a widespread problem too, because it's really easy to go that way, um, and we, you know, the Burris problem, the Burris coaching method, and 
really helps us to be less fragile. Because it's, it's not going to solve our problems. Nothing's going to solve our, your problems. It's going to, what things like Burris subconscious restructuring do is provide you the tools that when problems are going to come in your life, you have the ability to, to, to mm. see them, identify them, and change them as quick as possible. And that's, and that's the reason why like we, I've always wanted to incorporate some sort of training in, in conjunction with these trips or outdoor trips or with the ranch. I always called it a working retreat. It's not a retreat, it's a working retreat. And it's kind of a sneaky thing that we've done to veterans because when they do, they, like, and I'm not gonna knock on other nonprofits more other than just like the concept of the weekends. Like you go, I'm, I take a veteran hunting for a weekend. That's super great. The problem with that is though, the, the veteran goes hunting, they have this super awesome weekend, they feel good they go back Monday and they have no tools to solve their problems. So they're like, oh, I had this great weekend, but when I'm here, my life sucks. So maybe it's not me. Maybe it's the people I'm with. Maybe it's my wife. Maybe it's my kids that suck. So it was always our you know, thought process was like, okay, we take guys on a weekend. I want them to get, I want to give them the tools. I want to give them a good weekend, but while they're there, I want to change their perception on some things and give them the tools to solve the problems on Monday. So it's not just like I had a good weekend and then you're now reinforcing, you're kind of reinfor reinforcing this like negative loop because it's like, well, I was good with these guys. I wanna go back to another I'll, program. Yeah, I yeah. wanna go back to another program instead of like, hey, here's the toolbox to go own your shit and solve the problems on your own. And I think that's what, I think that's collectively what we've done is a very good job. Yeah, and, and one of the, the biggest things that they can do when they go back from that great weekend, whether it's with us or with another organization, is find a way to start making a difference in your community right where you live, right? Whether it's going and volunteering with a veteran organization or an animal shelter or whatever, getting out of the, the box that you build around your life and seeing other people or living beings whose life sucks more than yours yeah. can put things in perspective but it gives you a purpose to go do stuff. I think you just like basically said, as like the one of the oldest adages, be part of the solution, not the problem. So like putting, taking yourself out of the problem and then like, okay, I'm gonna be part of the solution, changes your perception on things. I know when like, you got me involved with the Raider Project, even though I had a ton of problems, um, because I was m being, or try trying to be part of the solution at the time, um, it put me in a different perception perspective of having to work on myself because I was like having to help trying to help others and it, it put me to be made me real honest with myself to go on well, I'm, I'm right here with this as well well yeah. the other thing is if you're talking to somebody that's dealing with an issue that might kind of be close to home and you see what they need to do you, all you got to do is look in the mirror right right, <laughs> right. because yeah. you're like how can I tell that guy he needs to do this if no I'm one. not following the same guidelines that's right right and that's happened multiple multiple times Everybody's looking at me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so a, we, a moment from our sponsors. No. <laughs> this moment was brought to you by Galfio. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so there's a, a couple of things that have come about. Um, I don't know if they happened by accident, but I love some of the taglines that we use. You know, the the Revolutionary Veteran Network certainly is one of those because. I really think that our approach is revolutionary because it's changing the conversation, which is another tagline we use for Vet Expo. We're changing the conversation 
around veteran transition. And then the last one that I like to do whenever I close a podcast is say, be bright. Be bold. Be bold. Be brave. And I screwed that all up. So we have to do it again. You did. You, I thought it was be brave, be bold, be, be gallant. Be bold, be gallant. I was like, <laughs> right? you said be bright. Um, yeah, but you know where that I'm comes not from? Then. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I was looking at you. It threw me all off. When, when, uh, when I was a, a captain in the 25th Infantry Division, the commanding general had a plaque on his desk that said, be bright, be bold, and be gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to yeah. end it. Just yeah. be gone. And I think climb on. I think that is a... a a very good testament to just life owning your shit doing the work just keep climbing yeah and you're down there just keep climbing and always forward one thing that i've started to kind of tag on is that you're never you'll never climb alone and you know for my i live in raleigh we've got a great program uh rising climb meetup group uh at triangle rock club and th- i mean i look forward to that every single tuesday because of the people that are there because i know i'm not going there alone right and you know i'm, I'm Stoked to see the Dallas, you know, the pinnacle of the Gallant Few Climbing Program in Grapevine and Summit Gym that has bred the Raider Projects Program right. in Wilmington. And I'm just frothing at the mouth to do the same thing in Raleigh and all, you know, as many places as we can over the, uh, around the country because that's, I want to be able to, when those guys go home on Monday, they have a group of people that, that we already know that they're going back to, yeah. to, to be an influencer to them. Not so that they're taking care of the person that came to us, but that they go back charged and ready to be like, man, I just went on this great trip. And the next one, you guys need to make sure. So here's a quick call to action. So if somebody out there hears this and they go, you know what, that sounds kind of interesting. I would like to uh, think about going and, and climbing, but I really don't know how to do it. Reach out to us, right? Come to the Gallifrey website. You'll find a way to contact us on there. Send us a message, say, how do I get a climbing program started here? And then just go Google a climbing gym close to you. Go in and walk up to the desk and say, hey, you got any veterans that climb here? Because they probably see somebody wearing a Marine Corps T-shirt or something. They might point somebody out. The owner of the gym might be a veteran. You know, right. there are owner, a lot of climbing gyms out there are owned by veterans. Both and of then, ours are owned by veterans. Yeah. One of them happens to be your founding board member. Right. <laughs> or founding member, yeah. right. too. And, and then... Just just ask them, hey, I want to bring some veterans climbing here. Will, will you work with me on that, or will you work through me and this nonprofit to make it happen? And we'll figure out a way to make it happen. So um, we have an upcoming event. We have an upcoming climbing retreat. It's on the Gallifrey website, it's on uh, Raider Project website. Mm-hmm. So how does somebody find out about that? Just go to either one of those websites, go to the program, and the dates are there. It's May 3rd through the... Seventh, May so that weekend. It's that with weekend. Travel time. Yeah. on the other side. Built of it. inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going out the Joshua Tree. We're taking, I think, around 20 veterans. Uh, go camp under the the Desert Stars, mm-hmm. and go get some J Tree um, rock. Maybe we'll see some rattlesnakes mating again. Uh, oh my goodness! Last time that was nuts. Uh, what a great time last right. time too. But, but something but, to consider, like if you plan on wanting to come to this trip, be prepared to do work. Oh yeah. yeah, we're gonna you're, you're we're gonna, gonna put you to work. You're gonna do <laughs> yoga in the desert. Um, it's gonna be super uncomfortable and weird. So we're gonna do that, and then you're gonna climb all day, um, just be worked, and then we're gonna do um, some more. Yeah, we're gonna do burst intro. It's not counseling. I don't like the word counseling. What is it? It's coaching. Coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some burst, some positive, some positive coaching. 
Yeah, well, if you think if you want to have a better golf swing, what do you do? Get a coach. You get a golf yeah. coach, right? You yeah. want to you want to be better at about anything. Business, anything. Yeah. You, you go, you find a coach, and you can make all the jokes you want about life coaches and living in a van down by the river. <laughs> this is not what that's like, but but it. it but if you have a van you, or you know a river, let, please let me in. know because I'm interested. We are in, <laughs> but that you each one of us can use coaching in a number of different areas. Absolutely. So that's so that's what that is. We're also having another we're having an East Coast climbing uh, weekend in September. Right. Is that correct? Yeah, so we our goal is to have one East Coast, one West Coast every year and then the interim Dallas Fort Worth area every Tuesday, Thursday night at Summit Gym and Grapevine. Mm -hmm. And most Saturday mornings if we're not having our veteran breakfast, which is the second Saturday. Um, Bryce, you climb I climb Tuesday mornings. Any veterans that want to come out and climb just hit us up I'll go with you um, I'll go any other I'll go other times if I'm available uh, I'll I'll go to the gym with you doesn't matter and you're you're looking at trying to expand yeah. and formalize uh, a night or two that yep. uh, that you're doing that and yeah, I, I look forward to that and yeah. we're we're six to eight on Thursday nights in Wilmington in Wilmington mm -hmm. yeah and a lot of times at least here in Dallas once a month I take whoever's climbing we go get wings or yeah we go right across the street to afterwards. B dubs afterwards yeah. Good time. That's awesome. So be brave, be bold, be gallant. That's right. Be brave, be bold, be gallant. <laughs> good? Good job. All right. Very good. Good, good.